The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. Hello, lovely internet audio fan. I'm Miles Jupp, host of The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. I'm sat here on an empty stage in an empty auditorium as the team tidy away all the technical detritus from what's been a terrific week of shows. Uh, A lot of people have come down to see them and they tell me they're enjoying them very much. So if you were one of them, thank you for coming and thanks also for waiting to talk to me afterwards. I do particularly enjoy interfacing with the public. This podcast is a fine selection of some of the best performances we've had, so sit back and let your ears be entertained. Back at the start of the week, the holder of the King of Comedy Crown, David O'Doherty, gave us a song. World! On this podcast last year, I warned you about messing with me. Sorry? I said you messed with me once, and chances are I still probably won't remember. But you messed with me twice. And chances are, I still probably won't remember. But mess with me numerous times across a concerted period in a similar way. I think you're going to get away with it. Well, you're wrong. Because I'm going to lampoon you through a comedy song, 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 song. I'm talking about my beefs 2009. Things I've encountered that are not fine. My beefs. 2009, excuse me while I unleash a whine. Ah! People with iPhones, stop trying to show me what your iPhone can do. I don't care. Get back to me, we can do something really incredible like toast a sandwich or give you a tan. I don't have an iPhone. I don't need an iPhone. I have an iPod. And if I'm honest, there have been times when I've pretended that my iPod is an iPhone. Just when I'm talking to someone who's incredibly boring, I'll be like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to take this. I'll take it out of my pocket. I'm like, oh no, look, it's Prince. Politicians, stop calling it the global credit crunch. I was raised to believe that if something is crunchy, all you do is pour warm milk on it. That would clearly not work in this scenario. You'd just be left with very unhappy, unemployed people who smell slightly of cheese. Call it by its proper name. The greedy people ruined everything. Comedians at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, stop describing yourselves as controversial on your own posters. You can't find yourself controversial. You can't be like, whoa, I can't believe I just said that. I'm not even sure if I subscribe to these beliefs. DVD players, play all regions of DVD. If you don't, it means you're racist. Free newspapers, you get handed on public transport. We need to rethink all of this, you know? Imagine if that was the only source of news you had in the world. You'd have a very distorted view of everything. What's the big news today? You will not believe it. They are relaunching the Peppermint Arrow. Whoa! Was a member of Girls Aloud there? Yes, holy cow! Finally, Twitter. I have no idea what the point of Twitter is. If anyone works it out, I mean, you might as well just get a megaphone and lean out the window of your house shouting mundane details of your life. I've just made an omelette. Who cares? (laughs) Sort it out, world. If you don't, then you risk being part of my beefs 2010. David O'Doherty there, a remarkably beefy chap. Uh, Australian comedian Sam Simmons, truly getting into the spirit of the festival, uh, he joined us to give us his life story in three minutes, and it's, uh, it's pretty wonky.
so gothic I shit bats. Uh, all right, it's not true. It's not true at all. Uh, I did push down on my coffee plunger this morning, though, and the uh, cafe over the road just blew up. <laughs> it's not true either. Uh, I did look in the bathroom mirror, though, and all I saw was a stranger staring back at me. Then I just re-angled the mirror a little bit. I realised it was a handyman standing behind me fixing the taps. <laughs> it's not true either. Actually, most of what I'm going to say is not true. Um, okay, this is going to be awkward. Uh... Okay. Um, look, you don't know me, I don't know you. This is my entire life story in three minutes. Let's go for it. You may, you may know this theme. It's from the Dan Busters. That's me breaching the birth canal. On the 19th of March 1977, I was born at a very, very young age. Life was simple as a toddler, life was all nipples and bunny rabbits. I used to like making up games when I was little. My favourite made up game was a game called Elbow Slap and Run. It went a little bit like this. Elbow Slap and Run technically wasn't a good game because there was no way of winning. But at least I'm still the undefeated champion. It's going great. <laughs> All right. When I was four years old, I had a moral dilemma with the tooth fairy. I found it a little bit weird that some guy come into your room in the middle of the night and exchange money for teeth. Get out of my room, Uncle Troy! Again? When I was seven years old, I'm not afraid to admit that I flirted with homosexuality. I shoved a Han Solo action figurine up my asshole and I made him battle it out with a stormtrooper. In my mystical space cave on Tatooine! Choo choo! Choo 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 choo! Oh goodness, alright. <laughs> when I was 11 years old, I used to reenact 1940s style movie star kisses with my cat Floyd. I pretend that I was Clark Gable and he'd be Vivian Lee. I jump on his back and grab his head and I push his face into mine. I go, Mwah! I love you, Vivian Lee, even if you do have very thin, furry, little, little penciline lips. When I was 11 years old, I learned how to write boobs on a calculator. It's quite simple, you just type in 58808, turn it upside down, it says boobs! Anyway, after a harsh day of calculator sex, I like to go home and reward myself with an episode of Doctor Who. Then I'd spin around in circles really, really fast until I got dizzy. Which is kind of like a knockoff drink for 11-year-olds. When I was 13 years old, I kissed my first girl. Then when I was 14, I touched my first boob. When I was 15, I had no girls. When I was uh, 16, I had no girls either. When I was 17, there were no girls. When I was 18, no girls. 19, no girls. At 20, I kissed my nana, but not like that. 21, no girls. 22, no girls. 23, no girls. 24, no girls. But when I was 25... started wearing long pants and drinking Maduri. Then I got myself a job working in an office drawing pictures of frogs wearing Mexican hats. That's actually a true story. My boss would give me a wacky look every day I go to leave work early. Simmons, I give him a wacky look back. Fuck face. Then I'd race out of the office. Then I got myself a job working in zoology at the Melbourne Zoo. This is also true as well, but I gave it all over, all up to actually come over here and be an idiot in front of you guys, which is really quite depressing actually, because it cost quite a lot of money. Then I got on a plane, had a weird pill, touched a stewardess, it got a little bit weird. Then I came out here and said something about gothic shitting bats, lost you all, then it got a little bit weirder after that. And then I said that, and now I'm saying this. So now you can see that this is my life story, right up until this very moment, standing on stage as a man, ladies and gentlemen. And that is how I became a man.
a man. Wow, it's gone stunningly well. Sam Simmons there, his show, rather unsurprisingly, is called Problems. We've got some blinding stand-up sets too. Tom Rigglesworth entertained us with a story about his dad. But first, here's Dan Antopolsky getting a couple of things off his hairy chest. Thank you, thank you, good people. Uh, I read in the paper a couple of weeks ago that there's a civil war in Madagascar, but I've watched it about six times. There isn't. So, good news there. The Lemurs bicker, but come on now, civil rights. You know, if anything, when it all kicks off, they're pretty staunchly behind the monarch. <laughs> so, um, the, the, the weather's been uh, uh, sometimes kind uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks of this festival, and on sunny days, what I like to do is uh, I go out in my garden completely naked for about five minutes and lie spread-eagled on the lawn, and then I go back in the house. I'm not a nudist, I just like playing chicken with the Google Maps satellite. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to catch me one day. Hopefully while I'm still young. <laughs> so, uh, I sent my girlfriend a Valentine's Day card today. Better late than never, eh? And um, I, I was unsure, as one often is, uh, about what to put inside. And I thought, I, I'll just speak from the heart. I wrote, I, I love you so much. I thought, I'll just be direct. Who could not be touched by something so simple and heartfelt? And then I read it back, and it just looked a bit bland. So I thought, uh, I'll, I'll go out on a limb. I wrote, I love you only. I thought, that's better. It's got a bit of a lyrical feel. You know, it uh, implies exclusivity. That's good. And I read it back, it was just pompous. So I thought, best of both worlds, I wrote, I love you only so much. I think that's, that has really nailed it there. Now, me, me and my girlfriend, obviously, uh, we're not married, but uh, we, uh, we live together. You know, keep your friends close. And, uh, um, but we've, we've made a couple of kids, and they're really, they're great kids. Really, uh, one of them, I like one of them. But the, um, the other one's a bit. But uh, it's, uh, it, why do people have families? Oh, there's a question. Well, for us, it was an accident. But if you're, if you're planning a family, it's, it's really, it's quite a godlike thing to do. You know, you sort of, you, you get into the flow of it, you don't really realise what you're doing. But you, you're making a world under your, or at least a state, a city-state under your roof. You have the government and the populace. Or it's like a class system where the parents are the posh ones. They own the land, they're more educated, they know their way around a fish knife. And they take great amusement patronising the chavs for their lack of savoir-faire. And I think that's why parents get sad when their children leave home at 16 or 18. It's not love, it's the loss of status. Like, what? The underclass. Ah! <laughs> Maths, war memorial. Um, but uh, that's, it. that's if the children survive that long. I took a pool cue away from my four-year-old the other day. I said, you're going to poke someone's eye out. I thought about it. I thought, no, you should probably just poke it in. Poking someone's eye out is a much harder shot. <laughs> You've you got to come around behind the brown and come off the zygomatic bone. <laughs> Wiki. But, you know... Kids, kids say the funniest things. Do they? That's what people try and tell you. They say, kids say the funniest things. And when they say that to me, I say, yeah, maybe in your house. But uh, I've been doing stand-up for a little while. I'd like to think I have some game. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not threatened. I'm not competing with a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I just wonder why you'd say they're the funniest when I'm the one that comes out with loads of classic stuff. But most days, there's a real zinger. Anyway, hedgehogs, why can't they just share the hedge, huh? 
that's uh, that's a little excerpt from my show. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm getting the thumbs up, so I'm gonna take that as the thumbs down it's intended to mean. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the emperor has spoken. So I'm gonna go and have a little chat with Mars, but uh, come and see my show if you want. Thanks a lot. Okay, thanks. Hello. Before I came up here, I went, I went to see my dad. I'm, I live in London and my dad lives in Sheffield and I sort of visited him on the way up. I visited my dad to give him a computer lesson because he got a brand new computer and he keeps it in the spare room, uh, which is weird. Uh, he keeps it under a white sheet as well and I thought the computer had died when I first saw it. What's it doing under there, Dad? And uh, he unveils it and my dad's got no idea with computers. Like I'm sure a lot of you parents, you know, just the, the gulf between young and old technology-wise is immense, isn't it? And uh, he reveals his computer, and he's naming the bits as they get exposed. He's saying, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, that's the keyboard, that dad. Dad, that's the printer. That's the printer, that <laughs> He's getting it all wrong. And I gave him the IT mantra that we all adhere to, the fact that you must uh, back up. Back up all. It's very important, isn't it? You must back up, back up, back I mean, if you really need it, print it out. But always back up. And we did a bit of Word and Outlook. Stuff like that. And then I said, right, Dad, let's have a look at the big one, the, uh, the internet. And I showed him the logo of the internet, the big blue E. And I said, Dad, double-click that, surfs up. Now, has anyone here ever tried to teach an elderly friend or relative how to use a computer? <laughs> it, it's, a, it's an absolute minefield, isn't it? They, they don't have the motor skills. They don't have the motor skills. It, it, it completely blindsided me. My dad tried to double-click it. He clicked on it once, and then his hand just spazzed like that. <laughs> just sort of jerked, you know, his upper body tensed. So rather than double-click it, he simply picked up the big blue E, dragged it, then dropped it in the recycle bin. I said, whoa, Dad, what's happened? He said, I don't know, son, my hand just slipped. You saw it, son, it just went. I said, where's the big blue E? He says, it's in that bin, son. I said, oh, Christ, Dad, you've, uh, you've deleted the internet. <laughs> he said, is that bad? I said, yes, that's pretty bad, that, Dad. To be honest, there was a lot of work in there. That was, uh, that was about 50 years of mankind moving forward, that, Dad. That was progress. Pro, and you've deleted the bastard. My dad started crying. And I thought, fuck him, he gave me this nose. So, uh, <laughs> another podcast-friendly joke, both for the F word and the visual. <laughs> I said, I said to him, Dad, they're going to know it's you. They can track this sort of thing. You've seen them on the news with paedophiles, Dad. They're going to be all over you. And uh, I went home, left him to it. Right, I went home. And the next day, my dad phoned me up, and he had a remarkably uh, optimistic lilt in his voice. He goes, hey, Tom, it's your dad. Great news, son, great news. I was looking in the recycle bin, and the internet was still there. <laughs> well, the bin men don't come till Thursday, do they? <laughs> So I clicked on it and it said, would you like to restore the internet? So I selected yes, son. I'm out the woods. Everything's fine. <laughs> I said, that's great news, Dad. Good to hear. He said, yes, but I've learned my lesson, son. Uh, I don't want that to happen again. So I'm, I'm doing what you told me. You know, I'm, I'm taking your advice. I said, you just stop. Stop there, Dad. Stop everything. You're not trying to back up the internet, are you? <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't do that, Dad. You can't back up the internet. He said, no, I'm not trying to back it up. No, I'm, uh, I'm printing it out. <laughs> Page nine of 22 billion. I'm going to need more ink. There are a lot of these I couldn't show your mother. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine a virus sweeping around the world wide web and all the information superhighways went crunch like that and the internet as we know it just got 
wiped out, and the only person with a copy was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd printed? He'd just be on the phone all day to people going, "Hello, right? There's a flight leave Gatwick at 8:15. Is that any news?" <laughs> Constantly manning phones. Ah, hello again, Steve. Let me just check. No, I'm afraid you've been outbid. <laughs> Cheerio. How about that, Tom Rigglesworth? We also were lucky enough to entertain a couple of North Americans. First up, Wilson Dixon from Cripple Creek in Colorado, followed by Pete Johansson, who didn't take too long to tell us why he didn't like us. Thanks, folks. It's, uh, it's nice to be here. Uh, my name is Wilson Dixon, Miles Wright. I'm uh, over here from America, uh, kind of trying to break into the Scottish country scene. It's, uh, it's gone pretty well. In fact, actually, this room right now constitutes the Scottish country scene. So you're right at the heart of it, you folks. It's sure nice to be here. I like Edinburgh. That's right, I said Edinburgh. I'm not going to make the same mistake I did over in Glasgow. They're touchy. Touchy folks over there. I was walking down the road the other day. I uh, walked past a sign that said, on a door, that said, door must be kept closed at all times. <laughs> That's not a door anymore. <laughs> That's a bit of the wall with a handle. <laughs> it's been pretty wet, raining a lot here. I'm thinking I might get in touch with the folks that run this festival and suggest that they stage it during the summer. But I'm going to sing a song for you guys, a country song. This song's inspired by my Uncle Cletus. Uh, Uncle, Uncle Cletus is uh, illiterate and ambidextrous, which is a double tragedy. He's unable to write with both hands. <laughs> Uncle Cletus homeschooled me for a couple of years when I was a kid. Uh, I didn't learn to read or write very well, but damn, I could juggle like a motherfucker. <laughs> you throw anything at me, man. Well, you know, any three things of similar size and weight. No problem. So this song, it's, uh, it's all about making mistakes. Uncle Cletus has made a few, and uh, this song, it's off my first album, uh, Wilson Dixon's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Hope I'm not going too fast for you folks. Uh, <laughs> Our, our, your old guardian readers should be able to keep up with this. That's what they told me anyway. This, uh, this song's called Never. It's about what not to do. Sing along if you know the words. Never ask a blind man for directions. The reason for that is pretty clear. Never poke a stick into a beehive Then stand still hoping the bees don't notice you there Never trust a left-handed woman She'll only ever take you by surprise Never publicly ridicule a midget Proportionately, they're very strong for their size 
Never wave at someone, realize they're a stranger, then lower your hand and pretend you were scratching your head. They'll just think you're a fool, and that's one more person thinking that that you don't need. Never go to Spain and head into the mountains and expect to see much rain. Never ride a horse without your pants on. The initial sense of freedom just ain't worth the pain. Never as a bet, coat yourself in butter and honey and run naked through a field of newborn calves. The money that you'll win will never erase those memories. Never go into business with a family member, especially if it's something to do with cattle. That is your brother, and his name's Jethro. Forget where you laid a beer trap. Then go and look for it at nighttime, half drunk wearing sandals. Never peel an orange with a hacksaw. Never put a cockroach up your nose. Never let a pig know what you're thinking. Never suck gas up through a hose. Never, ever, ever, ever say never. If your name's Trevor, it ain't clever. Never choose words for a song just cause they rhyme together. It'll just ruin the song and spiral it off into an area of deconstructed stupidity. Thank you very much, folks. <laughs> the talented people around this town. Hey, everywhere I go, talented folk. Everywhere I love. I was up on the Royale Mile. Is that right? Royale? I was up there, and I saw this guy juggling. He was juggling nine things, just juggling away. Nine. Boop, 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 boop. Right next to him was another guy. He had like this ancient uh, mandolin. Is that right? Mandolin had like 16 strings. He was bling, 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 just playing away like crazy. And about 100 yards down from him was another guy just uh, tapping away on his arm. <laughs> town's got everything, man. It's beautiful. Everywhere I go. Like it over here. Ran into a Dutch guy, though. He didn't think it was so hot. He was bragging to me about the Netherlands. Netherlands. They're always bragging about the Netherlands, the Dutch, aren't they? He's telling me this. He goes, you should visit the Netherlands. This city is nice, but if you go to the Netherlands, you like it because we have no crime. I go, really? You've got no crime in the Netherlands? And I went to the Netherlands. I found out they got no crime because nothing is illegal. You can't break a law over there. Did you sleep with that 15-year-old? Yes, we'll give her a flower. That's a rule. Really? I didn't know that was part of the rule. Mild chuckle just to the right and then an awkward stare from everybody that finds that incredibly offensive right there. That's way too young for sex. Um, <laughs> What I don't like about the Dutch, though, is they're the only people that don't speak English natively that have no problems uh, correcting those of us that do. <laughs> have you ever run into that when they say words to us? Like, I was driving a car. You know a car? Yeah, I know. That's one of our words. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, I like to pretend I don't have a clue what they're talking about. I was riding a bicycle. You know a bicycle? I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. You know a bicycle. A bicycle. 
bicycle. Whoa, relax. You mean like an icicle? No, I mean like a bicycle. Hey, easy. Relax, Hitler. I'm not German. I know you're not German. I know. I know. I'm just a little stressed because I was almost knocked off my rally by this German driver. What is a rally? Well, it's like two unicycles with a bar that connects it. You mean like a bicycle? I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's midday comedy if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Cutting-edge averageness. Woo! What a great country. Oh, boy. I feel welcome here. I'm from Canada, which is sweet. Look at the thrill in your eye when I mention my homeland. Um, wow. Yeah, we, it puts thrill in people, you know? Nobody knows what to say about Canadians. I get this a lot. Yeah. You guys are a lot like Australians. I'm like, eh, not really. Pretty sure my ancestors had a choice to move to Canada. Okay, you know what? You pissed me off. I'm gonna tell you what I hate about your country. You know, you sit there with your mild laughter. You know what? You're not so special. <laughs> you know what you do wrong? I hate your kids. I hate all of them. Your kids suck. You raised awful children. You know why I know you raised awful children? I was in London, right? And I was on one of those buses and there's a kid in the back and he was playing his radio. And I was looking, looking at all these old people on the bus going, they don't want to listen to his radio. So being Canadian, my country, I walked to the back of the bus. And I go, hey, turn off your radio, man. Nobody wants to listen to your radio. And I look around the bus to look for all the support I expect. Nothing, nothing. Everybody's looking at me, don't talk to him. Why? He's gonna stab you. What? He's 14. I won't be afraid of 14 year olds. I refused. You know what? They should be afraid of us. You know what you gotta start doing in this country? Randomly attacking kids. You do. You see a kid standing by himself, pull over, attack him, stab him, beat him up, do something. They should think twice about talking to older people. You know? And if, and if you're not gonna hit your kids because you got laws, how about this? How about vacations to places where you can hit your kids? I mean, seriously, they're awful. Don't take them to Euro Disney. Take them to Kenya with a stick. All right, you guys have been great. My name's Pete. Wilson Dixon and Pete Johansson there. Very funny chaps. This is the best of the performances we've had this week at the Gilded Balloon on The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009, and I'm Miles Chalmers. Matt Harvey is a pose, and when he came here, he didn't blow it, yeah. Don't, don't you know it? Jesus. I'm a poet. Um, this one uh, is about information technology, and it was commissioned by a school in Stoke that had just achieved specialist maths and IT status, and they were celebrating with an arts festival, because they're quite... <laughs> they were quite a holistic school in Stoke. And they said, so they invited me out to do a poetry reading. And uh, they said, could you write a special maths and a special IT poem for the event? And I said, yeah, of course I could, because it was months away. And uh, a couple of days to go, uh, I hadn't written anything. And I was uh, sat in a cafe in, in Totnes, where I come from. And uh, I was thinking, OK, IT poem, words to do with IT. So I wrote down a bit, byte, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte. And uh, I read it off on the page, bit, byte, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte. And I thought, that's fantastic. <laughs> no, I, I really thought that. Uh, uh, so this is bit, byte, kilobyte. Bit, 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 byte, byte. Kilobyte, kilobyte, bit, byte, kilobyte, kilobyte, megabyte, megabyte, megabyte. Bit, byte, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte. Bit, byte, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte. Gigabyte, bigabyte, bigabyte, Burger King. 
Tuck in Burger King, bloody big appetite. Burger King, gigabyte, Big Mac, mega deal, killer bug, killer bite, lullaby, night night, lullaby, night night. Glitterbug, gigabyte, glitter ball, disco, dance floor, satellite, 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 cellulite, celebrate, salivate, sell by date, corduroy trousers, purple tank top. Mmm, 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 mmm. <laughs> Internet, interface, window coat, cyberspace, megaphone, megabyte, internet, silicone, digital silicone, digital silicone, silicon valley, pelican crossing, pelican crossing, silicon valley, silicon crossing, chili con carne, pelican valley, garlic dressing. Mmm, 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 mmm. Stalactite, stalagmite, superglue, erudite, erudite, ammonite, M&M, acabilt, tweedledum, tweedledee, teletubbies, tweedledum, tweedledee, teletubbies, sellotape, cellophane, silla black, blind hate, mmm, 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 mmm. Technophile, technophobe, techno notice, technophile, technophobe, techno notice, dolomite, dollar bill, dynarod, dynamite, dial it up, get it right, digital, kilobyte, get it right, get it right. Appetite, uppercut, killer bee, kilobyte, get it right, get it right, megabyte, gigabyte, kilobyte, alibi, gigabyte, megabyte, kilobyte, bite, bit, 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 bite, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte, night, night. Matt Harvey, ladies and gentlemen. Pepper Evans wooed the crowd here with a delightful little love song she performed in character as Loretta Main. This uh, first song is uh, it's about um, a new boyfriend I have. It's just quite exciting. Um, he was supposed to be here today, but his wife went into labor, so... <laughs> anyway, it's called My Love is Like a Box. My love is like a box, it's big and open. You know you wanna climb And if you find someone like you to share the space My box can be sublime But love is like a box, it does fold easily And suddenly it's not quite what it seemed And if our love should ever fold I'll shut you up in that box And I'll tape it up so you can never go with weak tape, and it won't be with cheap masking tape it'll be with brand name duct tape here yeah, I'm gonna tape you in and I'll reinforce the corners so you can't kick it in never leave me if you like sunshine and never leave me if you like fresh air and never leave me if you like breathing and never leave me if you like your heart beating cause my love is like a box that's decomposable and it can disappear without a trace and if you keep on trying to escape from that box I'll throw you in the Thames And watch you floating down And when they finally fish you out They won't be able to identify who you are So they'll bury you in a cardboard coffin At least you'll feel at home Yeah, my love is like a box, it's big and open, come on in. Thank you.
Well, thanks for listening. We're back next week with another set of fabulous shows. So if you can, come down to the nightclub at the Gilded Balloon and join us. To see us out, a couple of fantastic musical sketches. First up, the irrepressible Pappy's Fun Club. And to close this podcast, a very funny collision of musical styles from Frisky and Manish. We are Pappy's Fun Club and we're going to be doing a lovely sketch for you right now about a 17th century diarist stripping. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Samuel Peepshow! Hey, Ben, um, Ben, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, I've just seen someone in the audience I like the look of, so oh, I've got a bit was, <laughs> You should have said, well, well, quickly, do something to impress her. All right. <laughs> oh, ben, oh, wait, Ben, what are you doing? I was going to pull my teeth out for her. Why? That's not going to impress it's her. It's romantic. Oh, Ben, you're rubbish at impressing girls. You're almost as bad as Tom. Uh, Tom thinks he can impress girls by singing about the stuff he's found under his bed. A packet of quavers that I never ate. Half a sock and a cuddly monkey. A book on how to play a guitar <laughs> that I never read. Porn. Oh, hard porn. Look, Tom, oh. come on, Tom, you're not impressing anyone. What are you talking about? That was going really well. Wank pants. Oh. They're there as well. Tom, you can't impress girls by singing about your wank pants. And By the way, I, I do need those back. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, you know, we're, we're, horrible at, we're horrible at romantic gestures. We're useless at impressing girls. Oh, I remember now. We're rubbish at being romantic. Of course. We even wrote a song about it. goes out to all the ladies in the room that's right i'm talking to all the ladies in the room even though it's too early in the day to be talking to ladies in the room and the average age in this room is over 65 i'm still talking to you ladies you still got some game in you i bet you have ladies in the room uh, i didn't mean to be offensive there ladies <laughs> Just saying, you still got it, mm, even at 12 in the morning. Ladies, listen, you know when you see a guy and he doing something crazy and you're like, what are you doing this crazy shit for? What are you acting all crazy for? Hmm? Tiffany? And Tiffany's like, oh, I don't know, girlfriend. Oh, I don't understand. Oh, don't listen to Tiffany. I'm not very good at doing her voice. She's very difficult to capture. She's from Leeds. Okay, ladies in the room, get, let's get back on message. You know when you see a guy and he doing something crazy? The sad truth is, he's just trying to impress you. Bitch. I'm just a guy who's jumping out of a plane, trying to show you, baby, I love you. Took his parachute, replaced it with a dog. Guess I struggle with expressing my love. I'm just a guy who's chopping down a tree, trying to tell you, baby, I need you. He's painted his dick purple and got down on one knee. And does this mean that we can remarry? Sometimes guys find it hard to show you how they feel if we're doing something weird. It probably means our love is real. I'm just a guy pouring salsa on a snake. I think that you've got really nice eyes. He dressed as a donkey and lay on the floor by Tesco. I want to stroke your back and your thighs, your thighs, your thighs. Ooh, we're not very good at gestures. It gets us into trouble. Ooh, 
when I try and buy you underwear I feel uncomfortable Ooh, why can't you buy yourself a present? I'll give you the cash We can't avoid what happened to us last year I gave you gift-wrapped sausage and mash <laughs> Bitch Sometimes guys find it hard To show you how they feel If we're doing something weird It probably means our love is real I'm just a guy who's in love Who's trying to explain you could love a man whose tide is balls to a train. All right, guys, my name is Lily Allen, and I'm here today to do my new single, which. That's not the right song. We're How perfectly marvellous to bump into you, Lily. I've been following your career with some interest. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> who are you? I'm Noel Coward, obviously. Now, your lyrics, they're very unique, but they lack a certain bounce. Would you like me to show you how it's done? Uh, no, seriously, all right, I'll just do my song. It's I was riding with this issue on my bike all day because I felt to going my license. It doesn't get me down, I feel okay because the sights I'm seeing are priceless. Everything seems to look as it should, but I wonder what's going on behind doors. A fellow looking dapper sitting with a slab, I say it's a pimp at his crack. Or you might laugh, you might frown, walking round London town. Suns and sky, oh why, oh why, would you want to be anywhere else? Suns and sky, oh why, oh why, would you want to be anywhere else? If you look with your eyes, everything seems nice, but if you look twice, you can see it's all lies. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, not quite what I was going for, actually. There was no. a little old lady walking down the road, struggling the backs from Tesco. People in the city having lunch in the park, yes, it's called Alfresco. A boy comes along to offer a hand before she's had time to accept it. It's a row for the head, doesn't care if she's dead, so he's got a little jewelry and wallet. Ha! You might laugh, you might frown, walking round London town. Suns and sky, oh why, oh why, would you want to be anywhere else? Suns and sky, oh why, oh why, would you want to be anywhere else? If you look with your eyes, everything seems nice. But if you look twice, you'd see it's all lies. That's city life, it's city life, it's witty life. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yes. Perfectly um, simple. Yeah, thanks, Noel. You're welcome. Um, don't think you've quite got it, yeah? Like, what I'm about? It's about being laconic and dry. Like, you don't really care. Why don't you give us an example, then? Yeah, all right. So I do one of your songs, yeah? You did that one, what, I've been to a marvellous party? Yep, that's one of mine. I can relate to that. It was the most fabulous excitement I've never seen such a carry-on Obviously it couldn't happen Anywhere else but on the Riviera It's most peculiar People's behaviour Away from Belgravia Would make you aghast So much variety Watching society Scampering past on Wednesday last I've been to a marvellous party That's what makes my life so fucking fantastic, basically. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We have been frisky and mannish. That's it. What more do you want?
My blood. Miles, give us a hand. Fuck off. <laughs>